1: So God
2: says, you can't marry an unbeliever. But Pastor Mark, he or she's got everything I want. It's going to be good. So I'm going to choose him because I think they'll eventually become a believer. So you step out of God's will and you join him. What have you done? Who's become the idol in your life? Your boyfriend or your girlfriend? It's just as simple as that. It's not a little Buddha. It's somebody that replaces God. See, your marriage to you is more important than your relationship with God. It's a disaster.
0: You made the idol. Most people in America think of idols as something seen in India or Cambodia, like a statue of Buddha, or maybe the golden calf the Israelites worshiped in the desert while waiting for Moses. Well, Pastor Mark's teaching today will show you that God's definition is quite different. Although it includes those previous examples, you'll learn about the importance of keeping God first. You'll also find out how easy it can be to let other things slip in front of God and how you can let things that are themselves good become idols. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Exodus chapter 20 as he continues his message, Don't Make Idols.
2: read a statement to you, and you see if anything has crept in there and pushed God aside. Think. Anything, any person. Let me read. What drives you? What is your master passion? What do you spend your time pursuing on a daily basis? Who or what gives you meaning and security in your life? What is the first thing you think of when you get up? In the morning, what drives you for that day? Let me give you four or five today, and then I'll give you a whole quick list. Number one, idol, family idol. Matthew 10 says this If you love your father and mother more than you love me, you're not worthy of being mine. Or if you love your son or daughter more than me, you're not worthy of being mine. Families are very important. In fact, one of the Ten Commandments we'll get to: honor father and mom. New Testament was filled with about our children. So they're very important. But spouses, husbands, wives, children can't take the place of God. You know, in India where I just came back from, many of the homes where I taught in the seminary there, those six hundred kids, many of those kids in that seminary. When they chose to leave Hinduism and become Christians, they lost their family. They were kicked out of their home, never to see them again. See, they had to choose God or family. We don't have that problem here, by and large. I mean, we still have some of that. Some of you, when you made that choice, your friends left you, your family still doesn't speak to you. See, you have to put God first. Let me give you another illustration. So, Pastor Mark, I don't have that trouble. Well, let's just take this great illustration. You're a young person, 20 to 30. You're dating another person. They're not a believer, but you are. You're thinking of getting married. Well, you're a believer. You obey God's things, his rules, his guidelines. This person is not a believer good person, but they don't obey God. They don't do things the way God does. Well, what does God say? Can two walk together unless they agree? So God says, you can't marry an unbeliever. But Pastor Mark, he or she's got everything I want. It's going to be good. So I'm going to choose him because I think they'll eventually become a believer. So you step out of God's will and you join him. What have you done? Who's become the idol in your life? Your boyfriend or your girlfriend? It's just as simple as that. It's not a little Buddha. It's somebody that replaces God. See, your marriage to you is more important than your relationship with God. It's a disaster. You made the idol. Same thing in our marriages. You're going to have to serve God. One of the spouses doesn't want to serve God after you get married. You still have to serve God. Don't dilute God. Number two, religious idol. Sounds strange, doesn't it? Religious idol. These people, Matthew 15 says, honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Do you know today in worship, we can walk into this building, we can raise hands, we can sing. In a little while, we're going to kneel down. We can do all of those things, and none of it is from our heart. You're into religion. You're into religion big time. That's useless. God doesn't care about it. It isn't from our heart. Remember, it has to be a submission from our heart. Some people today, all over the world, are in church. And all week long, they're going to be doing good stuff. They're going to be doing all kinds of great deeds. They're going to work on committees. They're going to help the poor. All those things are very good. But they don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. They've substituted doing good things for a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's a religious idol. I was in Publix on Friday and Friday. I was in line and this young man comes up behind me he says, Pastor Mike, I just want to talk to you. I won't bother you. I know people bother you. I won't bother you. I just want to. I said, relax. Just talk to me. I'm, I'm fine. It's okay. Talk. <laughs> and he says, I serve in Sebastian, but I do the parking lot here on Saturday night for the service. And I just love the church. We're so excited. Well, he's serving God. Is that a good thing? That's a great thing. How many of you are glad for the people that helped you park? Let me see that. All oh, you campuses? Yeah. Already, Vieira's having trouble parking. In their new place. They're not even in the new building yet. And you know what it's like here. Let me just give you a little bit of encouragement. Say thanks to all those people. By the way, some of you, you're grouchy. (laughs) Because sometimes they'll come to me and say, you know what? I'm almost, I'm going to give up. Because I tell people to park in this thing and they go, I'm not parking in that thing. I'm parking over here. And then you walk through the door, praise the Lord. There's something wrong with this picture. If that was you, God just gotcha. Get your heart right, would you? All right, enough of that. Let's go back to what we're talking about. Number three. By the way, if you're a pastor, if you're an elder, if you're very involved in this church, this church can become your idol very dangerous for me because of all the things and all the pastors here, all the things we do, that this church comes before God. I have to watch it. I have to be very careful. Let me just tell you the order in my life that I strive toward. Of course, I'm not perfect. God first in my life. My wife is second. My kids third. And this church fourth. Did you know you're fourth in my life? Pastor Mark, I want to be first. No, you're not God. By the way, my wife was here last night when I said that. My wife comes before you. Is that a good thing? Yes. That's a great thing. It was worth a lot on Valentine's Day. It was worth a lot. It was worth a lot. All right, good. All right. Here's the next item: Stuff or your business. First John 2.15 says this. Do not love this world nor love the things it offers. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you stuff. Could stuff actually take the place of God? Well, what's your masturbation? Let me just rip off a few things and you can think about this. Cable TV, a billion channels. All day long. Computers, iPhones. <laughs> A BlackBerry. Our president has a BlackBerry. Bing, 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 bing all day long. It calls you. By the way, we don't have to make these idols. They're made for us. Now, they're not bad. When I read this, let's say, Pastor Mark spoke against iPhones. (laughs) iPhone is fine. They're nice. God gives us all things richly to enjoy, but do they take the place of God? Let me give you another huge one that is destroying our world. Nothing wrong with him in moderation. Video games. Addicted? Addicted to the internet? Addicted, careful, to a chat room? Pastor Mark, I'm lonely. You have a God to talk to. He hears. And you have lots of people that love you here. Get off the chat room jazz. Nothing wrong with Facebook and all those things. Cannot be... Our God. Cars, boats, homes, hobbies, recreation, music, videos, career, businesses, money, gambling. You know, the Bible says that sex calls us. The woman in the street calls us. Do you know what else calls you when you turn on that internet? Pornography calls you. Why is that? Because Satan hates God being there. And he'll use any of this stuff. Next, a self idol I worship myself, my intelligence. You remember when Eve was tempted in the garden, Satan said this to her. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Does that sound like the young man I just read at the beginning of the message today? Do you think as you sit here, you don't need God? You're God yourself. You would never call yourself a God, but you call all the shots. You've become the idol. God won't have second place. And last, Colossians 3, don't turn there, says this Greed is idolatry. The greed idol. I want you to think about something for a moment. Here we are. What caused our worldwide economic disaster? Any of the idols you saw? That's the one. Why are we all suffering all over the world? Right there. Flip it. Make it. Cheat people. Do whatever. Get more. Have more. Make more. Now what's happened to it? One reason we weren't satisfied with what we have. God says, seek me first. Everything else I'll give you. But every single one in this room go... I can make, I can flip, I can. It's very calling, isn't it? It became an idol. And our whole world is plummeted today. You know, we flew through Dubai on the way to India. What a country. You know, there's word now, because it's hurting as well, at the airport in Dubai. Many Americans, many Europeans, people were transferred over there to work during these great booming days. They can't sell their cars when they leave. They're called back home. They're not going to work there anymore. They're coming back home. And outside the airport, they say for miles, there's cars. Where the man just comes with his car, takes a suitcase, puts the keys on the thing, gets on his plane, and flies home. He leaves the car there. He can't sell it to anybody. There's cars for miles in one of the richest countries of the world. Be careful. You don't have to have a Buddha we just to have anything that can replace us. You see, if we worship money, we become a greedy person. If we worship self, we become a prideful person. If we worship sex, we become a lustful person. If we worship power, we become a corrupt person. If we worship intelligence, we become a fool. Because the Bible says, the fool has said in his heart, there is no God. But here's a positive one. When you write this next one, I would like an amen because I'm enough of this junk. Here it is. If we worship Jesus, we become like Jesus. Hallelujah. That's why we're here. Romans eight twenty nine says you're to be conformed to the image of Christ. So if I worship God, now be careful, I don't become like the Mormons teach a little God. God help us. But I become like God. If I worship Jesus, I have those qualities that make me a Christ follower and here's number five today our God alone is worthy of our worship turn with me to Psalms 95 if you will our God when he created us created us to worship and he says don't make idols okay we won't make idols he says don't bow down to idols okay we won't bow down to idols But then he gives us a very, very positive statement in Psalms 95, verse 6 and 7. Remember the God I showed you in Delhi? Look to the right of the tree God. What do you see? You see a man doing what? Kneeling and bowing and praying and giving money to and worshiping something that can't see, hear, talk, walk help, do anything. Why would he do that? Because man is wired to worship. We'll talk about this more. Do I have anything to do with that young man? Do I have any responsibility to that young man? Yes, I do. That's the Great Commission. But we don't have to go to India because in our town, people are filled with these other gods that we talked about this morning. So look at Psalm 95. I'm not going to make idols. I'm not going to bow down to idols. But there is a positive. Come. Let us bow down in worship. And let us, here we go, kneel before the Lord our maker. Why? Well, he is our God. And we are the people of his pasture, the flock under his care. So God's our shepherd by creation. And by redemption. And so what is the positive of the second command? No, don't make idols. No, don't bow down to idols. But what is the positive? Here it is. Do bow down to the one true God. In other words, if I'm created to worship, I need to worship. And I have a God to worship. So I should do that on a routine basis. All the time in church, of course then my life, everything I do and say, is done to the glory of God. Now, what does that look like? Well, here it is. Next statement. True worship is centered in one thing, not what God can do for me, but his greatness. Isaiah 40 says, to whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Look up in the heavens. Who created all these stars? He brings them up Army after army, one after another, each calling by its own name. Because of his great power and incomparable strength, not one single one of them is missing. You see, worship isn't man-centered. Worship is God-centered. Now turn with me to one more passage and then we're through today. Philippians, New Testament, Philippians chapter 2. There's a day coming after this world is over, where every single person ever created is going to acknowledge the one true God. Every person who's ever created is going to acknowledge and worship and say with their mouth, because they have to, there is a God, his son is Jesus. The choice is do I do that now willingly, or will I do that later when I'm forced to, when it's too late to change anything in my life? Look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 9. Speaking about Jesus, therefore God exalted him, Jesus, to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. And at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. In other words, since I'm wired to worship, there should be times in my life when my knee bows to God in worship. You see, as a Christian, sometimes I make a little correction in my life just like you do. Things can get before God. I want you to see where I'm kneeling. I'm inside the cones. What does that mean? It means that I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. He's my Lord and Savior. He's my God, and so I submit to him. Now, what if you're here and you're kneeling, but you don't have God as your personal Savior? Well, let me just say this to you. Thank you for kneeling and submitting to what I'm saying, but it's useless. See, outside of a relationship with Jesus Christ, kneeling is dead religion. You're submitting to someone you don't know. You're submitting to someone with sin in your life. There's no way for you to kneel. I mean, God isn't your Lord. There's absolutely no really humility because you're still calling all the shots. Remember, this is the only path to freedom, purpose, life. Now, if you don't do that, one day you will kneel and you'll say that Jesus Christ is Lord and you will remember this service. But it's too late. Because you don't have an opportunity after you die to change your destination. Today's the day to do it. Now, Christ follower, is God out here and your business here, your video game, your boyfriend? It's a time to change it. That's why we're here. You make sure God is here exclusively. We're not perfect. By the way, this is a throne of grace but it's just a point of correction. Let me read this to you. Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure his depths of understanding. He gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. For the next 30 seconds, I want you to picture Jesus walking down the aisle in this church. Would you honor him? Would you say to him, Jesus, I want you to be first. I'm sorry that this stuff took me and it's become a driving force in my life more than you. Let's get our priorities straight. Just for 30 seconds, you individually. Let's just have a moment of silent prayer and speak to a God that hears and answers. God, thank you for making us people that worship you. God, forgive us for trying to put you in our box. Forgive us for trying to put you in a location that you can only be worshiping church. And Lord, really forgive us and myself, I think about this one a lot, for shrinking you down to my size. You're incomparable. There's nothing too difficult for you. And you want us to walk by faith. Increase our faith, Lord. Thanks for getting us back where we can become more and more like Jesus. We remember, we become light, like what we worship. We want to be more and more like you. Help us to live within the guardrails that you gave us. And that our mouths will sing the praises of you. And that will match the lifestyle that we live. In Jesus' name,
1: amen.
0: In today's teaching, Pastor Mark talked about the danger of making idols out of things that themselves are good things, like your spouse or your church family. You were reminded how easy it is to get focused on the actions of church and lose sight of why you're doing the work. Pastor Mark told you that idol worship is dangerous because you end up being like the idol. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. This wraps up Pastor Mark's message, Don't Make Idols. Next time, he'll begin a brand new message called An Inheritance of Blessing. You'll be talking about the influence of parents on their children and how God commanded the parents to show their kids how to worship Him. You'll discover how the rules God laid down thousands of years ago can be applied in your life, too. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. And may God bless you. And together, let's do life right.
1: in a